Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will end his short two-part Easter message, which is titled Still the Undisputed Champion. This message is focused on the reason behind Easter and its implications for us as Christians today. The text for this message is Acts 2, verses 22 through 24. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Here's the third thing I want to show you. Here we go. Third thing I want to show you. Is this all right? Third thing I want to show you. There was a question I had back in that section. Let me get. Let me ask this question. Why would, watch this, why, why would God come out of a grave for each and every one of us and then put us back in the grave that he came out of? Think about your life situation right now. God being good, sovereign, all-knowing, all-wise, omniscient, omnipresent, all that good stuff, all-powerful, why would he resurrect himself and give you this gift of salvation and bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light and then tell you, go back into defeat, go back into death, go back into despair? Why? He says, I'm the way, the resurrection, and the life. I think I combined some verses right there. I'm, he said, I'm the resurrection in life. I'm the truth, the way in the life. I think I combined a couple verses right there. But it still all applies. See, we're in the book and you're getting with him. And he starts speaking and just dropping stuff and just be flowing and be, get all mixed up. But it's still good when you eat it at the end. Here we go. The third thing I want to show you, his power. God raised him up, loosened the pains of death because it was not possible for him to be held by his power. His power. Watch this. This is how good your God is. He said this. When he ascended, he said, I got to send the promise your way. It's, it's, it's necessary for me to go. Because I'm going to do two things. Watch this. I'm going to send you the helper. I'm going to send you the helper. And then I'm going to go beside my daddy and I'm going to pray for you. And here's what I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray just like I pray for the apostle Peter, which is now why he can come back and preach this short message that saved thousands of souls in this moment. And this message, that I mean this prayer that the Lord Jesus prayed was this. I'm praying for you that your faith would fail not. And once you are strengthened, go help your brother or sister out. His power is giving us the ability to fulfill his kingdom purpose here in the earth. We got to stop putting so much of the focus on ourselves. There's no need to ask for the healing if you ain't going to do nothing with it. There's no need to ask for the provision if you ain't going to do nothing with it. There's no need to ask for the protection if you ain't going to do nothing with it. The Apostle Paul of Philippians says, look not solely to your own interests, but more so look to the interests of others. In this moment, the Apostle Peter was not concerned about his own interests. He could have been, but he learned that from the last time he rejected Jesus. He said, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. He had a self-interest in that moment. 
But now he's in a new moment. He's in a new season. And he remembers in my failure, God is still faithful. When we are faithless, I told you this message on Fully Ones Get Free today. And, and, and listen, when I'm faithless, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. So I need his power because I've learned through the Apostle Paul that in my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. So he says, therefore, I will more boldly rejoice in my weaknesses, in hardships, in distress, in insults, in persecutions, in calamities, because that's where the power of Christ will rest upon me. Anybody want to receive his power? Does anybody still believe that God, first of all, let's go back. Does anybody still believe God has all power? And if you're his child, you're a joint heir of power. We're worried more so about the power of our phones than we're worried about the power of our souls. We spend more time worrying about that bar on our phone with power than we do our very souls. Where have we erred? So, I believe the Lord wants to give us power to be witnesses of him here in the earth. And that same spirit, listen family, that same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead as a blood-washed, born-again believer resides in you. And the way you access that power, you got to turn it on. And our version of turning it on is opening up the book. And so we've been going through a Bible reading plan. And hopefully by now you have joined in and partnered in with us. And by God's grace, listen, we're 25% of the way through. We've, we've, got, we've gotten to the first quarter. And watch this. It ain't been easy. Because when I start reading in Exodus and I start reading in Numbers and I'm reading in Leviticus, all I can begin to say to myself is, thank God for Jesus. Oh, wretched man that I am, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was, now I'm, was, now I. Here's the last thing I want to show you. Here's the last thing I want to show you. I want to show you his purpose. It's always to seek and save the lost. You got a testimony of a life situation where you were lost, now you've been found. So he has a purpose, and what is that purpose? It's to make sure that the gospel continues to go forward. He wants to rebuild us so we can go out and resurrect them. Now hear me clearly, we're not the ones that are doing it, but we carry the good news. We are to go out and be, watch this, his ambassadors. And when we are his ambassadors, that means we have been uh, commissioned with kingdom authority. Authority that says we have the power to tread over scorpions and serpents and no other thing can attach itself to us or harm us. Power that gives us power to be witnesses of him in the earth that will position us to be Christ-like.
power. So as I was, as I was looking over this this week, my wife and I were down at the beach and I heard the Lord clearly say, he said, son, you know, it was a time where I had to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. He said, now I got to speak to Pharaoh and tell my people to let go. Okay, let me say that again. Let me say, Grant, you might catch this one. There was a time when the Lord was fighting the battle, would fight the battle, would give them victory, as he did and continues to do. He had to go to Pharaoh and said, let my people go because I want them to worship me. He says, watch this, I had to go to Pharaoh. Let my people go. But he says, now I got to go to my people and say, let go. Let go of that fear. Let go of that pain. Let go of that unforgiveness. Let go of that bitterness. Let go of that doubt. Let go of that unbelief. Let go of that distrust. Let go of that vice. Let go of that idol. Since I got to go to my people now, because I've already done what was necessary for them. I defeated sin on Friday, I defeated the enemy on Saturday, and defeated death on Sunday, and I rose with all power and authority. I made myself known. I've shown them my mighty works, my signs, and my wonders, and yet they still won't believe. I believe the Lord is trying to call us back into that same place. And watch this. The best way where you typically begin to believe and worship and understand your God is in the wilderness. Where, if you know a little bit about your Bible in Exodus, where did he bring them into? He didn't bring them into a wealthy place first. He brought them into the wilderness. Because y'all know, let's be honest, we human, we in the simple flesh. Everything going good, we ain't think about no Jesus. Let's just be honest with ourselves. If everything is going good, your money flowing right, your children acting right, your marriage on right terms, you ain't really walking around praising Jesus, singing his praises. Unless you just came out of a storm. But if you ain't had no storm, and you, you, you typically, watch this, you don't typically appreciate a storm, I mean, a, a shelter until you've gotten in a storm. So you won't appreciate the fact that the Lord is your strong tower and whom you can run in and find safety until you've been in a storm, until you've been in a fight. You know, back in the, back in the old days, not re, well, you young, I can't talk to you about that. Baby, back in the old days, <laughs> boy, ain't, ain't nothing like you being in a good fight and you know somebody got your back. They ready to roll with you. You know how it is? <laughs> Oh, you, oh, this is what you're going to do? And then next thing you know, before you even call somebody or think of calling somebody, oh, oh what we about to do? What we, what we, what, what, where, where they at? What we about to do? And, and I just think sometimes when, when, when Jesus sees us and the enemy trying to turn on him, he said, okay, where they at? Where they at? I already defeated death. Where they at? Let me at them. Because I'm the undisputed champion of the world never lost never will 
never lost, never will. That's the God you serve. Even in your wilderness, he still reveals his worthiness. Even in your wilderness, Amber Jean, he'll always display his worthiness. He'll do for us just like he did for Joshua and them. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You ain't ever have to beg for no bread, daughter. Hear the spirit of the Lord just speaking that to you. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. But he said, daughter, I'll never leave you or forsake you. In your wilderness, I'm still worthy. I don't know. See, I don't want to get in that moment again. In your wilderness, your God is still worthy. Just want to encourage you today by way of grace and his mercy to encourage you to know whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, whatever might come your way one day, I want you to be reminded of your resurrected king. That death could not hold him down. You don't have to worry because your current situation your future situation, it won't hold you down either. Let that really minister to you right now. If he defeated sin, the enemy, and the grave, no lesser thing can take you out either. That's why the Apostle Paul could look through his life through the lens of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he could say that this is a light and momentary affliction. And in all things work together for the good of those that are the called and love God according to his purpose. His purpose has never been death for you. His purpose has never been defeat for you. His purpose has never been despair for you. It's never been depression, oppression, or rejection. It has always been salvation. If I could say one simple truth to you in this moment to bring all of that together is he loves you. I want you to hear that through the voice of your heavenly father. I love you. Some of you may not have heard that in a long time. Maybe some of that you haven't even heard that from your natural parent, but I stand his presence in his truth and declare over you that your heavenly father loves you. He loved you so much that he gave the only begotten his son Jesus to live the life that we were unable to live 
to die the death that we should have died. He came to not only take our place, but to stand in our place and pay our sin debt in full. He would come and wrap himself in sinful flesh. He would live sinless, be blameless, obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. He would be beaten, scorned, mocked, ridiculed each and every one of us. They would go as far as to try to make a mockery of him that they would make him carry a 300-pound cross in his bloodied, bruised state up a hill. And they would hang him on it. While he was hanging there, they would continue to ridicule and mock him. They would continue to scorn at him. Ha ha, you're supposed to be the king of the Jews. Look at you now. Where your power at? Bring yourself down off that cross. He didn't say a word. Because for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. According to Hebrews chapter 12, my sister, he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured hostility from such sinners so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Just the spirit in vain, dare I even say the anointing the Lord wanted me to serve him today, is that in all we've been through, we've been through. <laughs> you got that, mother? Out of all we've been through, We've been through. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as we dive back into the Bear Fruit series with a brand new message. Mm-hmm.